Have you started recording? recording payback! Revenge! I got to get my the big payback! Dum 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 Got to get with the big payback! Can we start the episode please? I'm mad! Please, yummy. Revenge! Can we start the episode? <laughs> Yeah, well, I could do James Brown, you know. Yo, can we start episode, to be honest, it was only it was only a matter of the time. The big payback. It was only a matter of time before he revenge the and started wanting to actually rap payback and get it on wax. I'm not, I'm not payback. It was only a matter of time. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Bro. It was only a matter of time. I'm not having a man right. shout payback. He's a, I'm 28. I mean, listen, he can't be helped, can he? <laughs> no, but we got a deep James Brown. We though, ain't shit, this bro. guy got away with <laughs> saying the same words over and over again throughout like an eight-minute song. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 45 of the Rhymes Like Diamonds podcast with your boys Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yeah. Myself, Yemi. You guys said that with the urgency, didn't you? All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've been trying to start this thing for how long now? It's it's been a minute, bro. This is the quickest one we've started, though. Nah. This is definitely Actually, the quickest no, one. Probably, yeah. This is 1,000% the quickest one. True, Normally true, we're here true. for an hour. Yeah. True. But then that's because we're boring and nothing's going on. So we ain't got nothing to share. Exactly. So yeah. Life. Another episode, another day. How are we guys doing? Yeah, man. Very well. Very well. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I've I don't know well. why I said that, but yeah. <laughs> I've been well. You're well? Yeah, I've been well. Arsenal ain't lost in a while. Ligging. It's true. They haven't. Mm-hmm. It's mad though, because people thought that they were relegation candidates. I mean, I didn't. And obviously, that was so an obvious. That's obviously, that's that was so an obvious. Bro. But some Arsenal fans thought that too. I so. mean, some Arsenal fans wanted Arteta out. They idiots. You gonna put anybody on blast or? Um, do I know anyone that wanted Arteta out personally? No. I mean, I saw it on Twitter, like Treeps and them, man. Yeah, but. True. I think that's just for show, isn't it? Well, no, I think they're passionate about it, but they can also be passionately wrong, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Salute to Arsenal, man. We've we've looked well recently. Yep. Today we should have won. I was but hoping we'd win today. I mean, we had our best three out of four players injured, Tierney, mm. Saka, and Aubameyang. I mean, you did well not to lose, so. We should have won. We had a better chances. Boys, sure. yeah, neck and neck anyway, good chances. But it was a good game. Shout out to Liverpool as well. We got oh. back in w- into winning ways, beat Tottenham. Oh. I mean, it was a good performance. But we wiped them, man. Oh. And now all of a sudden we're back in the title race when people said we weren't out of it now. Ain't you like five points ahead of Arsenal? Uh, Where are you like in the that. table? Eighth. We're on 31 points. How many points are you I on? don't really look lower than fourth, so. Okay. And I don't look at anyone that's won more than, what, less than one league title. I so. wasn't even trying to shake you. Yes, he was. Why you yes, he was, because it's too hard. You can't help it, man. Hey, yeah, man. That was a massive bite, and we're more successful than you anyway, so it's fine. We're not, we're not doing this. We know this. No, no, you no. Know no I, I can't like talk shit to him. No, I really can't talk shit to Liverpool. Yeah, I'll give you that. Salute to you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, one league title in 30 years. So how's lockdown treating you guys? Um, I'm bored. I'm over it now. Same, I'm over it now, man. It's too much. Very, very bored. Like bored of even walking, going around the same routes, and just seeing nature. I'm bored of nature. I just want to see the club. And the weather's not really great for it as well. That too. It's mad. But yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm bored as well, man. Got myself a keyboard though. Oh, you know Stevie I mean? Wonder. Yeah, gonna stop calling me PD Wonder. PD Wonder. Swaying ahead and that. Swaying ahead. I'm never calling him. He ain't blind though, so that's a bit rude. I'm never calling him PD Wonder. I'm never calling him PD Wonder. You never call me Petey Wonder. Yeah, bro, you think I'm going to call you Petey? <laughs> Forget the Wonder bit. You think I'm going to call you Petey? Wait, you want to call him Petey Wonder? I've had a couple oh. exes call me Petey, though. So, Yemi, how, so how was your week? I don't think I like it. 
I don't think I like Petey. Petey. When it's no, said Petey. in a sweet way, you just can't really help. Petey's very juvenile. Oblige, isn't it? I don't like Momo. Or people like Momo? Nah, but some don't I like Momo, that. man. I hate Momo. I don't like Momo. Petey's very juvenile. Momo's very... <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Momo's low-key juvenile as well. Momo just can't... It's unnecessary. Momo, yeah, man. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> Mohammed, how was your week? Um, My week was calm, man. Just, what was I doing? Just working, football. Um, There was a... There was a battle rap last Saturday that I watched. A um, couple of great battles. You're still really dedicated to battle rap, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, man. I was watching it last Saturday. I, I even tweeted it from the podcast page. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was just watching it. Um, I love battle rap, bro. Like, there's no two ways about it. I love it. So I was watching that. Watched. Oh, did you guys watch Ashanti versus Keisha Cole? No. No, but I have heard, like. I stayed up for it stuff. as well. Yeah, I stayed up for it. Keisha Cole came with some mad attitude. Um, of course she did. I don't know if you heard what happened. <laughs> so Keisha Cole came 45 minutes late. <laughs> Maybe longer. <laughs> like, it made me like she was ridiculously late. That's like, disrespectful. Like ridiculously, and then no word of a lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys what she done here, and obviously people can hear me. So she came in late, sat down. Cool, let's go. No apology, no night. Just met attitude. No, she was like, "Well, I got to Shani," but she was like, "Cool, let's get it cracking." Mm. First song. And she w- and she wonders why she's not bigger. Yeah, like <coughs> it was mad awkward. I think she started with I should have cheated. So started with a banger. Oh, that's a banger yeah. yeah, she started with a banger, and then I think Shani came back with. Who won? Um, that's the thing with verses, isn't it? It's always picky. Cause if you ask me who had the better songs, Keisha Cole, but who had the bigger songs, Ashanti. Does that? Do you get what I mean? See, no. In hearing that it was gonna happen, I would have thought Keisha was gonna wash her. Yeah, no, cause I'm Keisha's got Keisha's got the better songs, but Ashanti's got the bigger songs. Like, yeah, but a lot of Ashanti's bigger songs is her featured though. No? Yeah, but that's the, the, uh, the game's the game. Yeah. yeah, the game's the game. Like she played. I want to run quickly. How do you beat that? Do you know how big that song was? What song was that? Uh, oh baby, uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tank, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. How how do you beat that? That song's massive. Nah, Keisha's got a couple. No, songs that could. she does. As far as quality, not over not, status. That's literally what I said. Yeah. So the, who had the better songs to me, Keisha? But just the nostalgia. I mean, those sort of verses. You're probably looking Shut more at the quality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but verses always always skewed. People always look at uh, what song was bigger. Yeah. Well, if it's R and B, if it's R and B singers, I imagine the quality is more important than the star quality. Yeah, yeah to me, Keisha won. Mm. But if you give a person that don't know music like that like that and then you put both songs on they'll give it to Ashanti based on her attitude I would have wanted Ashanti to no that's what skewed it as well a Same. lot of people a lot of people give it to Ashanti just yeah. because of Ashanti was having fun with it yeah. and Ashanti, I'm not gonna lie Ashanti to me I thought her songs more just cause it, you remember every you remember when Southside came out you remember when Mesmerized came oh, out yeah, you remember yeah, do you know Southside, what I mean yeah, bro there's yeah, certain yeah. songs that you just remember the t- like I remember Southside and watching Soul Plane as well the mm. movie and then listen to Southside cause it was random at the same time mm. so it just brings a feeling out of you mm. it's hard to beat that so yeah. That's my week, bro. Nothing too crazy. Really? How was yours? Mine was fine. Didn't do much at home, chilling. Um, you back at work yet? Nope. Okay. Been been reading a lot, but that's pretty much it, man. I ain't been doing much. Reading any of any well? Uh, yeah, I read um Akala's book finally. Uh, how was um, it? I even started that. It's really good. It's really good. It basically talks about the experience of black people in Britain um, after um, Windrush and stuff through the lens of his own come up as a child and stuff. Okay. It's really interesting. I'm reading another book called Terraformed by Joy White, which is basically like a case study of the London borough of Newham and how, you know, black lives are affected by the various structural what, in Newham? equalities. Yeah. Oh, wow. hmm. Like Forest Gate and that. Yeah. Which is apparently a mad one. So, yeah. Shout out to Carla and Joy White. But yeah, that's pretty much me. Pete? Um, yeah, it's been a good week, man. Just, just working. Um, I've ordered a couple books too. Um, Mar- Marvin Gaye's autobiography and his wife's as well. 
I was listening to um, the I Want You album, and the album's like really like influenced by her. So I was just, I don't know, there was a couple of songs that I was just listening to that just made me kind of think about their relationship and their dynamics. I was just interested in knowing more about it, so I ordered. Wait, um, is it an autobiography of both of them, or it's two separate? No, it's like two separate books. Ah. Yeah, um, his one was done by David Ritz, and I can't remember who did hers. But, um, oh, it's a biography. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's all about the Um Yeah, but apart from that, yeah. I ordered a book as well, seeing as we're all talking about books. What book did you order? So I ordered a book from someone called Mark Lamont Hill, who's got a book called Nobody um, on the Walls of Flint, Michigan, um, mm. to St. Louis and everything, where he just talks about black lives being murdered and what it's worth. That's an old one. He's got a new one coming out called Except for Palestine, where he's kind of talking about essentially the struggles Palestine go through for various life, various the trials and tribulations they go through and he's been in Palestine numerous times so yeah I copped his book um, he ain't come out yet so when it does get released it'll be on my Kindle mm. nice look at us book and words hey nice man we're all trying to read doing our thing I mean there's nothing else to do very much so <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm running out of things to watch although I started watching Gangs of London which is dope um, anyone watched Snowfall yet? no I've heard it's amazing okay I'm watching Watchmen right now how's that? it's alright um, you kind of have to be a fan of Watchmen to know what's going on half the time, but as an actual like cinematic thing, it's cool. I like mm. it. Yeah, we're bored out of our heads. Yep. <laughs> the way that we could just tell like everyone's sick of it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like the summer. The summer yeah. lockdown was at least the sun is shining. Mm. You can walk yeah. and not get. Yeah. Now it's just. I'm park. at the point now it where it gets dark early. Yeah, mm. I'm at the point now where I might go on Netflix or now TV and I'd be like, ugh, this again, <laughs> sort of thing. Do you guys have Disney? Plus? Do you guys rewatch stuff? Nah. Yeah. Give me my logins if you want. I'm, I'm, I'm doing more of that recently because mm. I can't be asked to take in anything new. I just rewatched The Wire okay. like literally two weeks ago. But I do that like once every year. Mm. I feel like The Wire is the best show ever. I, I don't start. think it's better than Sopranos, man. I've never watched this. I, got oh. I just I just finished Sopranos. You know me, I tried to and I gave up. I got through like five, six episodes and I said, Yeah, no, you need to watch Sopranos. I just finished the Sopranos. What did you think of the ending? Please don't uh, ruin it. I beg. I'm going to start it. Uh, it was fine. My, it was fine by me. I liked it's, it. It's too. Um, open-ended yeah oh is it not a I good like ending that. well i know i i i have i have my definitive answer of what happened tell me it's oh, from yeah. miami thank you because i'm gonna start because Supran- i watched like six episodes someone got whacked off in a shot bro you and i didn't to, understand who got killed you need to finish the finals bro. like someone got dead in the shot it's easily top three. Oh, for real easily because he kept on going to a psychiatrist and i just got confused about even that what's that the lineage of the storyline so fascinating i actually might watch it because everyone's told me watch the finals i gave it like six episodes bro and then you know what i've done i actually gave up and i went to the wire off the back of that, though, I've been watching a lot of mafia films. So I watched The Untouchables last night. Haven't seen mm. that. Don't. Um, I watched Donnie Brasco. I've never seen watched that. I didn't like that too tough. I've never watched yeah, that. Yeah, it was Brasco. great. Watch Casino. I love that. Which was good. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? Godfather. I also watched The Irishman again. I've never watched that. You should watch it. I got to like an I hour in it. It's well. three hours though. Yeah, it? I got into an hour where they start driving. I think they were going across city, and I just gave up. Most mafia films are like two to three hours. I suppose going on the story is we're all bored. Yeah, pretty Out much. Out of my head. Gotta love it. So guys, what have you guys been listening to <laughs> this week? You. Finally. Um, I'll go first, because m- most of my <laughs> listening this week was concentrated to yesterday. Wait, can I do that again? So guys, what have we been listening to this week? So you did that again just for that. <laughs> this is all keep. This is all staying in, by the way. Um, cool. So yeah, it's been a... Um, for me, my listening has been concentrated to yesterday, which was Friday. Um, I listened to the new Chip album, Snakes and Ladders, which is very mid. Um, it's <laughs> 21 much. tracks. He doesn't make good projects, man. You know what? Give me the first eight songs of the album and add maybe a couple more 
maybe like three or four more and it's a great album mm. but then he just tries to do the yardy stuff he tries to do too many love songs and it's like fam that's not your lane yeah. just rapidly rap and yeah. keep it moving but listen he's got explorers artistry it's not for me but is what it is and that's the first chip album i've listened to front to back um, whatever yeah i ain't heard one since um league of my own i ain't heard <laughs> one ever in life so hey first time for everything um <laughs> but yeah salute to chip killer mc and 100k are my probably my favorite songs they go hard um i also listened to rags originals new project dope. whoa something to get to that. which is dope i think the best songs are the ones he had previously released except for one which is called nightcap featuring john glacier so shout out to both of them dope dope song but yeah it's just chill vibes for when you're with a shorty you know what i mean a queen <laughs> like a queen you know what I'm saying? and uh you know you're just chilling sweet one yeah man <laughs> some little sweet one um sweetie pie but yeah um sweary hey, okay cool yeah okay we'll move on <laughs> I um i don't want to mute a chick and call her my sweary sweary she ain't ready for that one <laughs> at all bro what you know about a sweary let me ever hear pete call a girl sweary, bro, sweary. When, I, when i finally settle down yeah i'm gonna introduce you lot to i'm like, yo this is my sweary i walk away <laughs> my baby you know my honey <laughs> <laughs> Your girl, this is why this your, girl, your girl, your girl will see you get rushed that day. My, my plantain. Yo, see, your what? See, see. <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. So moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, my gussie. What else was, no, come on, man. Anyway. My Amala. See, you see. know, she just fills me up. Listen, Nigerian ladies that listen to this pod, hit up Pete, you know. Hit up Pete, because oh, clearly he's got, he's got a lot of great, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of great pet names for you anyway. Oh, um, I also listened to, uh, what else I listened to? I listened to the new Madlib project, Sound Ancestors, mm. um, which was arranged by Fortet electronic producer um dope um it's a little bit of a different terrain for madlib but it's also kind of the same which is dope um a lot of great beats in there and just a vibe um i listened to arlo park's new project i think it's called trapped in sunbeams really dope arlo parks was a very promising young singer from london good alternative r&b vibes and i also listened to there was one more i think no i think i'm done actually oh yeah fredo's project fredo's album money can't buy happiness as well um, which I think is a step way beyond his previous project. So I blame the production. No, I think I think the production. I think he's doing a lot better rap wise as well. Yeah, but I think the production. I mean, it, as well. it, de- it definitely helped. <laughs> but um, yeah, cohesive project from front to back. Chip could learn from him. Um, so yeah, that's me, <laughs> Mohammed. Um, kind of similar to you. Listen to the Fredo projects. Um, I tried to take in the Chip one, but just weren't got caught up in it. It's too many songs for me to. Do you know what I mean? I can't even tell you any of the song titles. Um. I haven't listened to that much music this week, to be honest with you. Um, it's honestly just been kind of smooth with work. I listened to Freddo's, Chips, and that's about it, really, new music-wise. Other than that, I went back to Meek Heavy this week. Um, Any projects in particular or songs? Um, I could go here. Dreams and Nightmares, I went back to a lot. Mm-hmm. One Track B-Boy, I went back to quite a bit. I feel like Meek gives, gives us good projects. Mm. It's about time we recognise him for that. I think he knows how to make a good project. And he hasn't missed with the intro yet, but I'm trying to put it out there. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all I've been doing. I went back to Meek Heavy because I feel like even though he's corny, I feel like we still need to understand that. I feel like Meek is good corny. I feel like Meek is, if you've got social media, Meek is corny. Mohammed, mm-hmm. when you're 80 years old yeah, and you look back at Meek Mill, <laughs> are you really going to think of him as a guy who never missed on intros? Is that like a thing? Is that like a trophy for him to have? <laughs> hey man. Don't laugh. I'm actually being serious. <laughs> do, we, do we give out participation trophies? Uh, clearly we do. Then let's give it to him. <laughs> All right, cool, fair enough. Hey man, I can't say he's a, I can't give him anything else. And I want the listeners to hear more of that. Yemi being a villain. That's such a villainous question. I'm just asking you got where I was coming from though, right? I get where you're coming like, he from. Has I'm just a, asking a question. Has, Meeks, having a great intro is a thing. Meeks knows. For, knows yeah, but are you going to look back on a man 
who maybe wasn't the greatest at what he did, <laughs> but his intros are bomb. And that's one thing that we got for him. Sometimes. Some, Sometimes. That, All right, cool. Crack on then. When Meek says, I personally when probably says won't. He, when Meek says he's dropping an album, first thing everyone think of is his intro. So he's got that. Do you cool. know what I mean? He's got that intro <laughs> that people anticipate. No, I'm just trying to defend him, man. Cool, it's not exactly Jay-Z, but I feel you. I mean, he's nowhere near to France. It's getting with J. Cole, but... <laughs> exactly. Um, that's yeah, saying, man, that's I'm, saying a lot as well. Don't do that to Cole. I've been, yeah, I've been going back to Meek Heavy this week. Um, I feel like a lot of people sleep on his projects because of him, the person, and the way he is. For sure. I don't think that's true. You don't have social media. No, but I don't think people sleep a on lot, Meek. A lot of people think... I think a lot of people sleep on Meek because of his corniness. Maybe don't Honestly. like Meek because of his corniness. Yeah. And obviously Drake, there's a difference. And right? obviously I think they separate that from the music. No, I, th- I think his music gets the accolades it should. I love his music, but I feel like I'm not saying like you know critically acclaimed, but you feel like people, people, rec- yeah, on on the streets, like people fuck with it. I think he's got the same problem that um, the game does to a certain extent. Absolutely yeah. not. I feel like the game's corniness is now overshadowing him a little bit. Nah, Meek is way more corny than Game. Nah, Game's nah, corny, bro. I don't think Meek has reached. Yo, Game, game is corny. corny. Yeah, me. Is he? Yeah. I don't think so. How so? <coughs> the um, love show that he went on, the yeah. eggplant stuff he does on Insta. Beefing with everyone, like, yeah. per project. Going out with Meek, don't do that. Going well, out Meek, the, the corny things that Meek does is outside of music. Like, I saw something when he was bunny hopping in the, on the tennis thing. Like, that, that's just weird. Or on, the, or on the pool and he's got chips on his legs. Hang on, hang on. Or, or like, Twitter fingers. Yeah, but that love show that game was on, was that music related? No, I wasn't even thinking I'm not talking about music related, I'm just talking about him. Like, he's just corny. Like, game does stuff online that's corny. More so than me. Yeah, but it's begging it being, yeah, being corny, game, though. What do you say? It's begging it being corny. What do you mean by begging Because, it? like, game, I think he gets accused of begging it, doing too much. Like, sucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, when yeah. Nipsey passed, I know he was, like, heavy with yeah, the chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people That's like, like, that yeah. can be seen as begging it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't so call that corny. Is it more that than corny? I, I would that call corny. that begging it. More so than I would corny. Then maybe game's more, he's, he begs it more. He's more of a beg. Whereas Meek just oozes corn. Yeah, I think game does as well a little bit, but I get your definition yeah, of the difference. Yeah. But um, I say sometimes your corniness can outweigh your musical accolades. Sometimes. It depends. It depends I'm, not saying how great the music I'm not saying a lot of people sleep on game. I'm not saying that at all. Obviously, mm. people still give his accolades. But anyway, I just been listening to me, can it? A lot. I mean, this, this is a future topic for bad. I mean, it definitely could be a topic yeah, could be. in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I've been listening to me a lot. Um, that's about it, really. Cool. People listen to music heavy. It's been a smooth week. Really? Mm. Peter, I mean, judging by the intro, I know you've been listening to something. Don't want to hear yeah, James man. Brown's name anymore. I've fam. been heavily like entrenched in James Brown. Entrenched, entrenched in James Brown. Um, <laughs> low key obsessed. It's getting entrenched. Low key, yeah, low key, low key. Yeah, man. I've been. I don't know why, but um, I just. I don't know, man. I, sometimes I just go through like moments where I really want to just like dig back into like old black music. Do you know what I mean? Just to see where certain things come from, and just just to, just to hear it and enjoy it. So James Brown, I've been going back into a lot of his stuff. Um, I watched his documentary yesterday that um, Mick Jagger produced, which was really good. So it's called Mr. Dynamite for those that haven't seen it. So check it out. Um, so I've been listening to quite a bit of him. Um, last week, I think it might have been Tuesday or Monday, marked the 21st anniversary of um, Voodoo by D'Angelo. So of course, I had to revisit that. Um, See, I was going to post this <laughs> on the Twitter and be like, just in case Peter looks. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so of course I've revisited that and then I listened to... Um, the outtakes from the album as well. Of course. Um, <laughs> which that, is man. dope. The, uh, the outtakes are sick, man. He's got like a couple covers and just jam sessions with like, like Dilla and Questlove and Pino and a couple other people. The, so rest, of the rest of the Aquarians. Yep, the rest of the Aquarians. So yeah, I've been listening to that. Um, Pete was in the cut somewhere. <laughs> Boy, I wish. Um, Jay-Z, American Gangster. Um, I oh. went back to that album as well. Really enjoyed. Is that um, a classic? Huh? Is it a classic? Nah. But it's a really good album, though. Nah. 
Um, I agree with Pete. Yeah. And I think in also listening to James Brown, I was listening, I found a lady called Yvonne Fair who was featured in my Soul Searching segment as well. Um, Check it out on socials if you haven't. Yeah, she um she had a child with James Brown and she was actually in his um oh, really? one of his backup singles. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I was doing after I found after I um was listening to that Ghostface tune, I just started doing Googles on her and then I was like, oh shit, she was like James Brown. So that was just random that I'd like kind of been listening to both. So yeah, I, li- I checked out her album, which is called um The Bitch Is Black, which is dope, mad funky, um, and that's pretty much it for it, man. A couple like Lucy's here and there. A song by Stevie Wonder called Superwoman which is amazing. Had that on repeat for a few days, but yeah, that's pretty much been me, man. Not too much music, but yeah, that's it. Just one old soul. I feel like listening to music for me anyway has been harder over lockdown because mm. I just can't you be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's to be, what it is. I need to be on the move. I think, that's the, type, I think the type of music I'm listening to has definitely um, been influenced by lockdown. I'm, I think being on lockdown, a lot more smoother stuff. When I'm outside, like I can do Afrobeats a lot more. I can't really do Afrobeats too tough in the yard. Yeah. It's a tricky one, man. It's like Yemi said, I was listening to music on the way here. Mm. And that's the most happy I've been listening to music because yeah. you're at your house. Just like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm working, I don't really have time to be like the way we were before. Mm. It's a tricky one, man. Yeah, more time I'm listening to beat takes at home. Yeah. Instead of like proper albums and shit, but hey yo. Right, let's move on to the first topic of today. Now, this is a topic we've been wanting to do for a long time, and I know that two of us in this room have been just waiting to call on <laughs> these individuals. So <laughs> let's get right to it. So we want to talk about um, Harlem's very own, not Dipset, <laughs> not oh, Children of Corn. They're nowhere near Dipset. <laughs> but we're talking about the ASAP mob, um, arguably one of the most, I suppose, quote unquote, impactful um like posses of the past, I want to say what, five, six, seven years in terms of a lot of things, really, not just the music, in terms of fashion, in terms of culture and everything as well. Now, obviously, there have been a lot of talk about ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg and just the mob in general and whether they've actually lived up to the hype of what their early days promised. Some would, some would say yes, some would say no. And now we're here today to just break it down and consider whether they actually have can uh, reach their potential and what their potential was to begin with anyway because obviously ASAP Rocky came through um, with a big single and concurrent like resulting big singles and then ASAP Ferg made a name for himself and everybody thought that the mob was going to be this next big crew in rap and for one reason or another well a lot of people did a lot of people did let's go a lot of people yeah exactly a lot of people (laughs) some people did some people did and for some I want to meet them people it hasn't been it hasn't it hasn't been um, the potential hasn't been filled and for some they never had potential to begin with so <laughs> they've lived up to their potential so oh okay let's get to it let's yeah, get to the shits they've lived up to their potential right. how so sir <laughs> they didn't have one <laughs> I was never a fan of ASAP damn never like okay. do you know what ASAP are good at ASAP are good at in my opinion like ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky are good at giving us one song and that's it and they'll disappear for a year come back with one song I never looked at them as someone I could go back to and listen to them musically and want a project from them. Mm. I looked at them specifically. I look at them the same reason why I look at French Montana. Give me one banger and keep it pushing. Does that make sense? That's harsh. It is harsh. I oh. That's a bit harsh. All right, cool. Let's Especially watch. when you haven't taken the time to actually I've listen listened to, to Long Live ASAP. Don't do that to me. Long Live ASAP? Yeah. That was released in 2013. What can I, that's, if that's the first album you give me, we had a topic about how many albums you give someone. That's his most accessible album. Yeah, and I didn't like it. Well, so if you said it yourself. That's, that's the second that's, album, man. No, that's his, that's first his debut album. So he had Live Love Ace Up, the mixtape, then he had Long Live Ace Up, the first album. Okay. 
So yeah, I've, all si- all jokes aside, I've I've never been a massive fan of the ASAP group. I've never got it. Um, funny enough, I like Ferg songs more than I like Rockies. Shock. What do you mean by that? Because Rockies a lot more experimental with his shit, <laughs> and we've established on this podcast that you consider that shit weirdo. So I don't think is what I would have put I would have put Rocky in that weirdo category. Yeah, you That's because you haven't listened to his music. Maybe if you listen to his music, you consider. I him haven't a listened bit to weirdo. Rocky's music. Yeah, but you haven't listened do that to, to me. You haven't listened to much of his music past Long Live ASAP because that's where it gets more experimental. Fair enough. Like you hate you'd hate LSD. You hate all of testing. Yeah, look at the title album. of the name. It tells you why I would hate it. It's LSD, bro. <laughs> why would I fuck when I want to listen to an album called LSD? That explains right here why I don't listen to these man. You listen to us. You listen to a whole album about slang and coke. Because I come from that life. Whoa, keep are, we, that in. are we keeping that in? No, 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 you gotta keep that in. <laughs> keep the same energy, bro. <laughs> no, no, you can't. no, but that, I've been around that more than I've been around LSD. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, but that's cool. But just because you've lived in that world more doesn't mean you can't enjoy other stuff. One hundred percent, and I do. It's just with the ASAP crew, I've tried to listen to all, not all of them. I've only ever listened to the the main two. The rest of them, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't even know the rest of their names. Nast. <laughs> okay. Who had a good song with Method Man, Traumatic, which was kind of more like 90s, but that was like 2013. And 12E, who can rap, um, but I don't listen to any of his stuff, but he's dropped a couple of mixtapes. ASAP Ant, who's terrible. Um, I think <laughs> those are the rappers. When and then you got like- someone is terrible, yeah, I believe him, you know? Yeah, and then you got like <laughs> the fashion designers, and then you got the bikers, and you got all kinds of other like cultural people. What was your introduction to ASAP? Uh, my introduction was through Rich. He played, I think, I think he played like Peso. And I just loved Peso. And then I listened to Live, Live Love ASAP and I just loved it. Like at the time, it was like 2011. I wasn't that hip to the fact that it sounded a lot like Houston type music. Um, it's only now that I look back and I listen to more Houston music, I realized, yeah, these guys are really influenced by that. But I really loved the kind of, and you know what I mean, I like that alternative shit anyway. 100%. Um, so I love that. And I've always been a fan. Like I've always been a fan. Even though he's had his, Rocky especially, has had his ups and downs, like generally he's a dope artist and he lets his creativity speak for itself. And that's probably why maybe when he came out, compared to now, if anyone's going to talk about potential, he hasn't reached it. It's because he very much determined his own path creatively. He could have easily done fucking problem, rinse and replete, but he didn't. But when you say he hasn't reached his potential, are you talking artistically, musically, or are you talking just... um with his image of that of a rapper. And what was like, his potential? Because, because truthfully, what was his the first potential time I, well? first time, the first time I got introduced to ASAP was um, ASAP Rocky was when Rich and Yem took me to um, ASAP's concert. Oh, this real? was early. This was like peso days, um, and it wasn't my thing, but I think I could see where it was gonna go. So I think as far as like status, as far as like you know the the pretty boy image, the the fashionista type shit, I think he's achieved that the level of stardom that I think I saw. Now, artistically, that's a whole different conversation. I've never really been into his music, but I can understand the appeal. Um, artistically, he probably hasn't reached where he should be. I think when he- Where got, should he be? That's a very good question. Like I, think that, I what, think that comes down to what our expectations of his yeah. artistic Yeah. Like where should he was. be? I think when Peso came out and then Goldie came out and then fucking Problems came out and then we heard One Train and all that, I think people thought that he was going to be the next big- commercial rapper mm. and while he's had his commercial successes he's not exactly Drake mm. I mean that's a bad example but he's not exactly like the most popping commercial rapper because he has decided that he doesn't want to do too much of the commercial stuff he wants to do more of the stuff that appeases him creatively doing making something about LSD 
you know, having Danger Mouse produce your album, um, having like a random street busker named Joe Fox on all over your album, all over your second album, stuff like that. So I feel like he's definitely achieved his potential in terms of making the music that he wants to make. But if you want to put that next to the expectations, maybe commercially that were coming from him to begin with, because of the early success, maybe he hasn't. It's a weird one because I feel like he's definitely at a point where he's easily one of the most recognizable rappers in the game. 100%. And, you know, he's got, well, maybe not classic tracks, but he's got big tracks. Um, obviously, Praise the Lord as well. I think Fucking Problems is a classic. You think Fucking Problems is a classic? 100%. I think it's a classic. Bro, okay. it's a classic song. It still bangs. Yeah, it but still sounds There's a lot of songs that still bang today, but do you know Peso is an underground classic, yeah, for sure. So actually, that's what a classic is. Something that, that stands the test of time. Pop that stands the test of time. That's not a classic. No, no, it doesn't. Like what? French Montana. No, it I've heard pop not. that. I'm just saying, keep pop that away from me. That sounds awful. To don't, me. Don't, don't pop that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like we done there. I don't <laughs> think, I've never looked at fucking problems and said, I don't think it's a classic song. I generally don't. But I think it, it still goes off in the club. It still got, sounds amazing to me. Uh, yeah. I listened to it the other day. What makes, it, what makes it a classic song? Like what is a classic song? Like what's the, it's what the, does a song need to be to be classic? Because you know how many songs there are. Just stand the test of time. There's a lot of songs that will stand the test of time. And still sound amazing. I don't know, man. I mean, it's got the classic... I get why you say it. It's got the classic hook. It's got... The classic features. Exactly. It's classic strong. I think it is. No, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think so. I wouldn't have said it, but I, I'm not mad at you saying that. I think Peso and Purple Swag, underground classics for sure. And there are probably a couple more on that first mixtape. And it, Praise the Lord will probably go down as a classic too. You know what? Let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm thought a, about it. Do you know why? Because like I'm very um I'm weird with that word as yeah. well. Yeah. He just remember he just remembered who he was. He's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. You you using it as well. Yeah, man. let me recapture yeah, who I am man. in it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's um, that's what? that's right. why I even So you're beside yourself. So let's let's rewind this. Alright, cool. So I'm not gonna say a classic yet, but it still sounds amazing. It's his biggest song. Is it his biggest song though? No. You Praise the Lord is. Praise the Lord bigger than fucking problem. Of course it is. Worldwide. Commercially. Worldwide. hundred percent. Praise the Lord did bits. Praise the Lord did absolute bits. It was the song of that summer. It was 2018. I don't know if it's bigger than fucking problems though. It's definitely, Around it's the probably world. Is, it's definitely bigger than fucking problems. Probably is. You think right now if you go Germany, they know fuck they know yes. they know um 100%. That was a bad example. Praise the yes. Lord motherfucking problems. <laughs> yes. I right, say you go Houston. You think they know honestly, you think they know um Skepton ASAP more than they know fucking probably. problems. I don't think they would. Yeah, but you have to remember that fucking problems has been out longer. That's why I don't think it's bigger yet. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but they've, the it's, they've given it. They've, they would have had more time for it to be known. Praise the Lord has eclipsed it in every way. Than, um, praise the Lord. If Pra that's the case, if say, I don't know. Like, look at the way he jumped for fucking problems. He called it a classic. I'm not saying you still believe. I'm saying that's why you jumped for it. Mm. You're not jumping like that for praise the Lord. I never liked praise the Lord, bro. Oh wow, I fucked for praise the Lord, bro. You, so you, you can't use mad. me as an example. I love praise the Lord. Me I and Yemi used to go mad when it came on, boy. It's his biggest <laughs> tune commercially. It's probably his biggest tune critically as well. Fucking problems was like, in the same way, like. That's an example. Let's say, find your love. What found your love was for Drake, or any of those early big singles. That's what fucking problems is for ASAP. Yeah, nah, I get nah, I think um, I get what you're trying to say, but I feel like fucking problems is bigger than those earlier tunes were for Drake. Yeah, it's the, it's his That's version of, of that. Features, it? It's his version of that. That's what I mean. Okay. It was obviously he's had big. He's no, but I still think it ranks amongst like the top ASAP singles though. So I don't think it's fair to make that comparison for Drake. I don't know if we're putting those earlier ones in that conversation today for his top singles. I don't think we're doing Yeah, that. I'm not putting Miss Me or Over. True, but that's beside what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
those early singles are kind of like the foundation for what would follow bigger singles. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just in terms of I the foundation. I think it's more than a foundation for ASAP though. Because I still, like I said, I still think it ranks amongst. Yeah, but I'm saying as a foundation to bigger things. Obviously, he, Praise the he, Lord is bigger. But he hasn't released that much, that many bigger songs than that though. No. So although the foundation might have been made, I don't think there's that many ASAP songs that are bigger than fucking problems. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's still a foundation in a sense. That's clearly, that's all I'm saying. Uh, like, fine. obviously that's like- I get where you're the, coming from. Yeah, I like it where you're coming from you're too. Coming but from. it's the big single that then led to another big single. And I'm trying to think of other like singles that he's had. I was so just yeah, about so to ask you. Actually, you're basically, you men are basically telling me that in a career that started in 2011, and we're now in 2021, He's only had two big singles. Hence why I've well, said no, I'm he hasn't to, lived I'm up to the think. hype. I'm trying to think. Hence why I've said he hasn't lived up to the hype. You can't give me two singles or... Even if you think of... I'll chuck you three more. <laughs> I'll give you three flucies. You give me five songs in eight years. And now we're arguing... Yeah, and you're ASAP. Okay, but... but, but okay. Ferg, I can argue. But I can argue. Ferg has given us more street bangers than Rocky. Yeah, but... Yeah, but Rocky's not about that. That, and that's and the that, thing we can't, Okay, I can argue he's giving us more bangers, plain and simple. But that's all. That's also very ASAP important. He's also not about that. That's like important. I, what Yemi said is important because it's not just about bangers. We have to look at the totality of it. His no. albums as well. I can't remember the point you were making, but you, I think you're basically trying to say that essentially ASAP hasn't lived up to his potential because of the singles he's dropped. Now what and I'm the projects. If your albums, you, you haven't listened to the projects, yeah, bro. Cool, and I agree with you. I've listened to one, which I'm just I could I could judge it off the one. No, you can't. And what the streets now, are saying, bro. I'm actually agreeing with you. I'm just saying, how no, many I, I want to post the argument. I like, can I just ask something quickly? Is that all right? Or actually, yeah, no, do it, do it, do it. Have you listened to all the Rocky's projects? Um, apart from testing. Cool. How many, how many, how many good projects would you say he's got? Um good. Solid. All, all of them apart from testing. They were good oh, projects. I for me, if you've it's a tricky one, because I guess I'm not a fan, like you said. But I feel like if you haven't given us the singles, and then I don't know what your albums are saying, have you lived up to the hype? Now, for, it depends on fair. what your it depends on what your expectation is. That's not fair. That's another thing as well. I don't have like high expectations for ASAP like that because I'm not. But Yemi said it like himself. Yemi said he was meant to be. No, I I said. Oh no, come The sorry, next. If he was if he was gonna go a certain trajectory, if he was supposed to, if he was gonna do more fucking problems, then the potential and and then he didn't reach the potential of that and all the commercial success that came with it, then you could probably say he's he's flopped. But the fact that he didn't do that. The fact that he's doing more experimental stuff means that you can't really define him reaching his potential by a standard definition. I think you can know because if those experimental things aren't great, then you're gonna say. I mean, that, that's a matter of opinion, yeah. Yeah, of course, but you're gonna essentially whoever's listening is gonna essentially feel like you know what? Yeah, nah, I'm not. I'm not feeling this direction. He hasn't fulfilled his potential. But it's all coming down to the quality of the music to the person that's listening. Now, to other ASAP fans that aren't you, man, what Mo's saying isn't that wild because there's a lot of people that feel like he should be bigger musically. The, ar the artist, the, the whole the whole rap image thing, the rapper thing, like he's massive. He's one of the like most recognizable rappers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because okay. of everything else is doing. But that's not music. for his music. But we're though. talking about just music. It's not for his music. Then. So what are we talking about in terms it's a bit, of music? It's a bit sticky. But what, we, but what are we talking about in terms of music? Are we just talking about big singles? For me, I'm talking about the quality of every product that he puts out. So his albums, his singles, all of that. Now, on a single sense, I still think he could be a tad bigger. I don't think he's given us as many good singles as someone of his talent level should. But what I'm saying is, because he's turned, he's taken a left turn towards the more experimental. The, obviously, the commercial aspect of his artistry is going to go down a little bit. Is that so a cop out? I think so. 
Is that a cop out? I don't think that's a cop out. I don't think that's a cop out. You're saying he's experimenting, and that's why he doesn't give us singles. You can still experiment to give us good singles. Give me an example. He's not an underground artist, bro. Like for underground artists, we expect them to not really have singles. But for someone like ASAP, he still has singles. But the singles that he's dropping just aren't banging. Yeah, but they're not the typical singles of like like a like a fucking problems. But that's because nothing else on that album is worthy enough of being like a, a big single. That no, can speak to the quality of whether he's reached his potential or not as well. Nah, man, I think because he gave us one praise the Lord, like you said. You feel me? So it's not like he's not looking for it. I don't think he's looking for it. I don't okay, think that was. I don't think he. I don't think okay, he made still, that with the okay, thing of oh, that's uh, going to be the even big if one. he does it, he's still capable of it, which just shows if he could do it, with praise the Lord. And look at the gap between fucking problems and praise the Lord. And he hasn't given us one all that time. At some point, it's yo like. I don't think it's a case of he's been missing. I, I don't think, think he's been missing. That's a, I'm just saying in terms we're, of we've only named single, two singles. Though. We've only named two singles. singles. He's released other singles in conjunction with the albums he's released. They just haven't been. And there's a reason why we're not mentioning those singles. Yeah, but but to your point, you're saying that they just haven't been that good. The singles. I don't think it's a case where he where he's dropped singles and thought, oh yeah, this is going to be the one that's going to blow, sort of thing. I think it's just been a thing where he's had to drop a single to lead the album and it might just be the more accessible sounding song out of all the experimental ones. I don't think he's gone into, well, actually I can't say, but I can't imagine he's gone into the recording process and thought, okay, I'm going to make the big radio single and then the rest is going to be experimental. I think it's mainly just been him wanting to experiment generally and anything that might sound a little bit more accessible is the first single to drop. Fair, if you think that he hasn't dropped that many amazing singles and that means he hasn't reached his potential, then that's fine. I won't argue that. But I also think that hasn't been his intention, mm. personally. Um, and for me, just as an artist and as looking at him as an artist and knowing the trajectory he's kind of gone down, the fact that he's still one of the biggest rappers about, despite only having well, two singles that we could name right now, um, I think that's testament. Because How much of that has to do with the fact he's from New York? What do you mean? I don't think that's got everything I think, to do we, with I think um, when he was coming out, there weren't that many young New York rappers coming out with his sort of sound. Um, and because he had the, um, the the DJ screw type element to his music as well, I think we 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 paid attention. We paid a different type of attention to that. If he had been from anywhere but New York, would we have? Would he? Because if he was from the south, I feel like we would have just people. We would have just painted him as just another southern rapper. Okay, I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. I think maybe the fact that he was from New York doing the Houston shit made him a little bit more interesting. Um, maybe he wouldn't have made as much of a splash if he actually was from Houston. Who knows? Um, but I, also, I still think he had, he has the charisma, he has the, you know, the, the kind of star quality, the je ne sais quoi, to, um, you know, make it regardless. Would he have been as big? Maybe not. Who knows? But I reckon he still would have been able to, like, find a way through all that. I've but got a question for you. And these two had their debut album come one year apart. And I want to ask you who had a bit better career. Big Sean or ASAP Rocky? I would probably choose um, Big Sean. If I wanted to be, if I had to choose a career to have between those two, I'm choosing Big Sean. And who lived up to their hype? I don't think there was hype around Big Sean, but I'm just saying. I'd say ASAP Rocky. I mean, ASAP's bigger. Your first question. You think ASAP Rocky's bigger than Big Sean? Musically, he's bigger. Because ASAP we, we Rocky, look, we look more ASAP's Rocky is bigger because of everything else he does. Does Big Sean have a Dates single Rihanna, as big? Fashion, he's a fashion Does guy. Big Sean have a single as big as Praise the, uh, Praise the Lord? I, I don't fuck with I you. Was quite big. With you. That was that's massive. That was big. That was that's massive. That was big. My last was big. Big Sean's got it. Big Sean's had a few. Finally, famous was a decent album. I'm just trying to compare because they came at the same time. No, it wasn't. What my last? No, finally, finally, finally famous. famous wasn't good. And the other one with um, the, he had another album with Kanye West in it as well. It's amazing. Song. Yeah, but with Big Sean, I feel like he's kind of gone 
like a traditional route of a rapper of that yeah, kind, no, of, I just of that kind of standard. You know what I mean? He's I never really, he's never really deviated from what he does best when it comes to albums. Whereas ASAP, I might be like overstating this a bit, but if you compare the first album to the second album, they're just not the same. And then you can compare the first album to the th- to testing, completely not the same. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm seeing where you both sit. I think I sit quite comfortably in the middle because I'm not really a fan of that. But you're like so heavily on one side, Yemi, and Mo so heavily on the other side. And I think with Yemi, why he feels like it's unfair to say that ASAP hasn't reached his potential is because Yemi appreci- appreciates yeah, the yeah, experimental yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, innit? So he won't listen to it as a traditional artist just releasing music. And whereas we he hears it differently. Whereas you, keep it because you're not as experimental, you're seeing it quite traditionally. Yeah, keep it a wrap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, 100%, 100%. You're both going to be at opposing ends of it. Yeah, the way I see it is if creatively you're doing what the fuck you want to do, you've reached your potential for me. I don't think that's true. What, just if you do what you yeah, want? Uh, your artist, that's your, too easy, man. Your artistic potential, sure. What if you, uh, what if the direction I mean, you've got is shit? How is that easy? How is that not easy? Because we're never going to know what Because essentially we can't criticise any rapper that that's just what, that's what, that's to make anything they want to make then. No, we can still criticise him. You, look what he's doing. <laughs> he's <laughs> criticising. Yeah, yeah, but that's Mo though. You can criticise. What does that mean? Like you, you're not like, you're, you're do you know what? I'm not even going to go there, innit? I get what you're trying to say. I, I, get, I get what you're trying to say, but Listen, I, I still me feel saying like it's that, too easy to me say. Me saying that doesn't doesn't freedom of judgment though. Me saying that is me saying, okay, cool. If you feel why like are you that's saying the, that the bar won't be that high then. That's not true. That's what it sounds like. If you're saying if you're saying an artist that's not true at all. If you're saying an artist um the doing what they, they want to yeah. do is them reaching their heights, the bar's I very said potential, low, I didn't say heights. Potential is you doing what you want to do and seeing the benefits of that. Heights, I think, is still more connected to how they do commercially, how they you st- how they follow that, how they follow that route. It you know still depends I mean? on what you. Produce. You can still judge someone based on what they do mm. if you don't like it. That's fine. If you've done, if I, in my opinion, ASAP Rocky's reached his potential and you still don't think that, then that's fine. You know what I mean? All right. Question for you both then: How um how does how does it make ASAP Rocky look with the fact that ASAP Ferg became quite big? I think he loves it. No, because I don't, I don't think. I think. Doesn't. I think ASAP Rocky. You don't think he gets any sort of credit? I was going to say what, that. What, Rocky gets credit, credit for Ferg. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, does, that does that add credence to whether he's reached his potential? I was the fact s- that his his young G come true and no, I think Rocky definitely deserves credit for Ferg. He brought, I mean, he brought him into the fold first of all, um, and some of the early like work the work remix Rocky was on it. Um, I think the East Coast remix yeah. Rocky was on it as well. So Rocky's still very much in the fold. So he, he did a lot of remixes in the first place. Exactly, Shaba as well. Like so, his his ham his footprints or handprints, whatever you want to call it, are all over Ferg. Like splattered all over it. So, and you got if anything, he probably looks at Ferg and thinks, "Raw, that that's great." Like you're tackling one end, I'm tackling another. Mm. Yeah, man. So I think like he should get a bit of credit for Ferg as well. He does, and maybe that adds to, you know, the argument of for him reaching his potential because, essentially, without him doing what he did. Maybe Ferg couldn't have done what he has done. Because they're from the same camp. I mean, I salute whenever I see Ferg, I recognize that's Rocky, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at Ferg and see, like, I, he's here because of Rocky as well. So I think you've got to give him his reign for that. And that adds to him as well. That adds to mm. Rocky. Yeah, whoever adds- comes up off ASAP, Rocky is the head of that. Mm. So whoever follows and makes bangers or whatever, mm. That's also, you've got to give Rocky's just dues. Yeah, of course. But also, Ferg is his own man. And yeah, he has yeah. gone on to make big singles. And arguably, people will argue that he's bigger or he's made bigger songs than than, than Rocky. I've got a question for you, Yemi. Yes. Do you think 
because obviously there's some controversial stuff around ASAP because I don't know who it is in particular. I know one of them's got ASAP Bari. Yeah, you know, sexual assault charge and all that. Do you think that plays into why people don't give Rocky maybe his credence so much because he's carrying someone like that? Nah, I just think. Do you get what I mean? Nah, I just think people don't like the music. Okay. People might not like the might not like the music. They might not fuck with the music because there might be two left. I think everything around him, like in terms of outside of music, like his his friendship with Tyler, for instance, you know, all the fashion he's doing, all the modeling he's doing. I think that just adds to his legend. I think if people are gonna say he hasn't reached his potential, it's because they don't like the music, and that's fine. That's all we're talking about. Yeah, because because everything else, he's probably gone where he was supposed to go. Yeah, no, I think he's surpassed it. I think if we're, if we're talking about I think what, surpassed what a rapper would do outside of the music as far as like their status of, of celebrity then he's done everything he should have yeah done. I think he's yeah, surpassed he what we thought he was going to be I didn't think he's going to be this big in terms of outside music I could, no, I could see it. the fashion and everything I like that, that GQ magazine I all see of that, that 100%, no I, I get it I just whenever I look at Rocky I think yo he's head and shoulders above mm. a lot and that's why I differ with you in that world I didn't see it even though I liked the music to begin with I didn't see him becoming this this who he is so maybe that is also influencing me saying oh yeah he's reached his potential do you know what I saw it though because like on peso like he was rapping bars like you know pretty motherfucker all that so he kind of let you know from the gate where he was trying to go with it he and he's from harlem too they're traditionally quite flamboyant with style when you know they're they're over and over confidence within themselves i think so i think i kind of saw him going that way and then when i saw the video for goldie i was like right, yeah he's he's really going there you know what i mean so it wasn't too much of a shock Paul. as far as celebrity image and that the music boy I mean, it is what it is. I feel like, obviously, he's done things a little bit differently. The fact that he's still known as one of the biggest rappers is testament to him. True. Generally. When you say biggest rappers, what are we talking? Just most recognisable, man. Most visible. Fair enough. Most recognisable. I mean, you could, put, you, you could probably put him in, like, top 20. Yeah, I'll give him top 20. You can maybe even sneak him in the top 15. No, you can't. Let's, let's, let's. Let's chill. Yeah, that's what I say. Let's relax on top 15. <laughs> Let's chill. Eh, just a little bit. <laughs> eh, just a little bit. So what about the mob? Um, have we I have any thoughts on the mob? Because obviously... Not at you, all. You got, you, uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, Yo, man. yeah, me. After Ferg and ASAP Rocky. Uh, who uh, are they? <laughs> fam, come on, man. Apart from uh, an RIP, ASAP Yams. Do you know what I mean? But the Who's others... The we real never reason really, everybody's there. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We yeah, never yeah, really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yams. Well, I never really had high expectations <laughs> for the rest of them. I don't even know. How I can't even names. name the rest of them. Do you not think? Do you know Twelvey? Who? Twelvey. Who's that? One of them man. Do you think I can name the rest of the ASAP? Twelvey. Be boy. I can't know. I can't like, tell you who the rest are. Like you know, after like Bobble Swan Squirtle, it's kind of hard to name <laughs> Pokemon's. Nah, nah, relax. <laughs> we know way more Pokemon's than we know ASAP. Yeah, speak for yourself. We definitely know more Pokemon's than we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I can name Charizard. Tell me if I can name another ASAP. I can tell you all the Pokemon's that evolved to get to Charizard. I'm I can tell you what Squirtle becomes. <laughs> I'm guessing you never heard one of the any of the group tapes. Nah, nah. Alright, cool. No point. You know who they enough. are. You know who the other ASAP members are. They are what Peel was to MMG. That's rude. You remember what Peel was to MMG? No, but that's that's true. I rest my, that's what the rest of M that's what the rest of ASAP are without Rocky and Ferg. They are a bunch of pills. And for those that don't know who Peel is, Google Peel MMG. MMG. <laughs> For all of you that don't know who Pill is. That was, that's a great summary, man. I'll be honest with you. I think that's a yeah. perfect summary. All right, cool. Well, shout out Ferg. Shout out Rocky. So shout is, Ferg, is Ferg superseded um, ASAP Rocky? No. no, no, absolutely not. He's just got more, but that's what he does. Yemi hit the nail on the head. Ferg looks for street bangers. That's what he does. Mm. 
So naturally, he would have more than Rocky. But if we're talking about the totality of the mob, it's a great approach. Like, Ferg does that. Rocky does what he does. And you've the rest got of them both, are just... You've got both are. covered. You've got both sec- both sections covered, you know so what I mean? what do the rest do? The rest... But the rest almost don't need to do much. Because for as long as ASAP Rocky and, and Ferg are doing their thing, that just gives the mob more light. Well, even now, they're kind of like on the outs. The mob I, th- I think they um they signed um Playboy Carti. I was just about to ask this. Playboy Carti. I think he them. signed to Rocky's label. I don't think he's he's not in the mob. Okay. He's just on the label. Um, and even the mob itself is kind of on the outs because some of the periphery members are now saying that Ferg isn't mob anymore. Even though he's saying, "Well, I am mob. I'm part of who they are and stuff." So it's a bit it's a bit messy. So. If you didn't care about them all before, you're definitely not going to care about them now if they've broken up. Um, but well, so I hope anyway, even though I don't listen to them too tough, I hope that everything's cool in the camp and that because obviously you don't want to see young black men beefing and that. Oh yeah, I definitely hope that they all get together. But without eight, let's not get it twisted. Without Rocky and Ferg, I don't care about the rest of you. No, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. I mean, you're going to get that. You're going to get that with a lot, of, a lot of crews anyway. You had that with MMG and Wale and Meek. No one really cares about Master Killer. That's a good one. Am I lying? That's a great one. Cabadona probably still drives cabs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just saying, man. He said it on a bar. Why can't I say it? Don't do that. It's just the way you say it. He said it on a bar. You're such disgust in it. Respect Cappuccino. You know? No, man. We're not doing this, bro. <laughs> Respect Cappuccino. Really. But salute to ASAP. Salute to Rocky. Salute to Ferg. And the rest of you lot. All right, cool. Let's move on to the second. <laughs> Respect <laughs> Cappuccino. Yeah, man. No, when the war still it. bangs, bro. No one calls it Cappuccino. And you, you and him. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to the next topic, man. So this is another topic that we wanted to do. We've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, Now we're going to talk about and try to take a deep dive into it and talk about the curious case of the double album. Obviously, there have been a lot of double albums in rap history. Um, Some are classics, some are not. And um, obviously for a lot of people, the double album is a colossus of a project and sometimes it can be hard to pull <laughs> off, um, especially if said artist doesn't have enough to fill said album. So I guess what we want to talk about today is why that is, why it is so difficult for certain artists or just generally the double album, why is it so difficult to pull off and should it should people try to continue to pull it off? Um, you want to go first? No, do your thing. Um, personally, I think the double disc album should be left in the past. Um, I feel like we don't today's generation anyway music wise don't have the attention span for a double disc album I feel like we're not you just broke it down with Chip's album earlier today when he was like it's too many I feel like when Drake which album was it Drake put out Scorpio yeah it was too long I don't know if have you still gone through the whole album just like not not since it dropped yeah I just feel like we don't have the attention span for it now and I feel like the music isn't there I haven't I haven't listened to a double disc album from a new generation artist maybe ever I didn't go through Scorpion. <laughs> I didn't go through Chris Brown's 55 album track. <laughs> like, the attention span isn't there anymore. And I feel like... And this guy tried to tell us, oh, listen to it, you listen yeah, to it. Only he would sit through it's, 55 it's Chris a, Brown it's songs. It's a banger, though, man. What, all 55? It's a banger, bro. That Chris Brown album. Anyway, Mohammed, you were saying? Yeah. So, and back then, with albums, when the Double Disc album came out, there was still a little bit of time before other people dropped albums. Whereas now, because music, we get so many frequent albums, you don't even have the time to sit on a double album, whereas you might have had the time before. Because by the time you're trying to sit on a double album, a new artist will have an album next week. Do you know what I mean? So you don't get that time to sit on it without playing without playing catch up. And I feel like that's why it's difficult to go through double disc albums in today's generation anyway. 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's the case. I think if we're talking 2021, new generation of rap fans, the attention span probably isn't there as much. I think if you talk to old heads, maybe the maybe the discipline is a little bit more there. I think with, and it also depends on who the artist is. If it's an artist you you fuck with, or you're just curious and listening to, like, then you'll probably take it. The reason why I don't go back to Scorpion is because it's shit, not because it's <laughs> long. <laughs> I mean, you it's hell. It's you know, hell. You know what I mean? And that's po- and that's mostly what it is with double albums. I think a lot of the time it could just be condensed because a lot of it is filler. Let's say the first disc is fire and then the second disc is just like maybe one or two songs and then the rest is like, yeah, you could have kept this in the cutting board. You know what I'm so saying? You could have scrapped like eight. You could have you could have scrapped it or even 12 because some of them do 12. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with you both, man. Like it's, it's always tough with a double album, man. It just like Yemi said, there's just too much room for filler. Do you know what I mean? Like I think it's very difficult to pull off a double disc album man like essentially if you're going to you have to like have some sort of story some sort of purpose you have an, you have to have an idea of you know how you're going to allow each track to vary from the other um and there have been a couple that have done it but for the most part when i go through like the list of, of double albums that have been released a lot of them i kind of don't want to go through there's only probably like a couple that i would still go back to and you know listen to over and over again but i think yeah man like the um the attention span element of things is very important as well, just because of the way we we take in music today, um is so much different to like the nineties and that we're getting it at, you know a way more of a rapid pace as well. Back in the day, you had to wait time for album releases. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you have like you know quarters in which like you know particular artists yeah. are like you know scheduled for hundred and like there's still an element of that too. But where you get like three projects as well that you can just drop, you can just drop a quick EP just like that. You know what I mean? So everything's quick, quick, quick. So how we consume music is quick, quick, quick. Because so you're playing catch up once a double di- album comes 100%. out. 100%. Yeah. So the double disc, the whole point of a double disc album goes against the whole quick, quick, quick way of taking music. Um, and that's typically why like today is fucking difficult to do. It can be done, but it's fucking difficult. Who's done it? Big Crip released a double disc album, I think a couple of years ago. I think it was called um, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. And I had some really, really good music on it, but it was just too long. And I fuck with Crip. I yeah, almost so sit for I a I double album with Crip. I think the most recent one that I listened to, I think it was like 2015, Vince Staples. His, de- his debut album was a double album, Summertime 06. Mm. And the good thing about that one was, even though I might not necessarily go back to every tune, it followed a clear, concise story from disc one to the end and from disc two to the end. Yeah. And that's where a lot of artists, I think, go wrong. I think where people, where artists get it wrong with double albums is, you have an idea to just drop as many songs as possible rather than an actual having an actual concept behind it. Do you think that's always the case? Not always. Well, for the mo- for the majority, yeah. I feel like if I'm gonna ask Silk the Shocker, <laughs> who's dropped a double album in the nineties. <laughs> Why do you know that? I'm probably uh, because <laughs> listen, shout out to Murs, Hip Hop DX, the breakdown. Yeah, I love this podcast. So um yeah, if I'm listening to if I'm if I'm gonna go to Silk the Shocker, Silk shout the sh- Shocker. shout out no limit. Um, dro- I think he dropped. A, I think he dropped a double album. Just a No Limit man. Them they dropped a lot of double albums back then, and a lot of it was just. I feel anyway. I got the impression that they were just trying to drop as much as possible in what they maybe felt was a crowded market, or just trying to get as much out there for people to just sit with, sort of thing. Whereas the more conceptual ones, the Life After Deaths, um, the Summertime Old Sixes, and others, and All Eyes on Me. That's my favorite double disc album. Ever. You know, they 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 followed a clear structure, and there was thought behind why you've put so many tracks on one disc and so many tracks in another disc. There's a reason for it. Whereas mm. for some people, I think where they go wrong is they've done it with no real reason. And there's no real, there's no real incentive to look, listen 
slash and listen back because all you're listening to is just a glorified mixtape. But but even to counter that though, like how many how many concepts need to be double disc as well? Because like Life After Death, I feel like it was a different type of album. It was his last one. It initially wasn't even supposed to be a double disc album. Um, but I feel like the fact that he died as well added just another level of um, reason. Yeah, to take it in the way it's been taken in. And it was just, I think, in death, whenever there's an artist that dies, you're taking the music differently anyway. Mm. So him dying just added another layer of how we're going to take in this music. And it was kind of like, yes, we've got more music sort of thing because he we're not getting no more music from him. Um, but the concepts for the album, I don't feel like... It wasn't, for me, it wasn't that cons- concept driven. Ten Crack Commandments? I mean, yeah. You know what it's also with Yeah, but when, you t- when we say concepts, are you talking about the whole album or are you talking about particular songs? Uh, it, it all comes together. I feel like you don't necessarily have to have a, a top heavy concept, but you need to have at least a kind of an idea of the direction each song is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With Life After Death, I think it was perfect because more time he was talking about a topic, whether it's Sky's Dilemma, he's talking about his come up, whether it's You Know What It Is Somebody Kills You when he's talking about what the chorus is. So when you say album concepts, I'm, I'm just imagining like a story beginning and end. That doesn't I'm not, I'm not thinking like in each, the concept of each song kind of coming together. That's not how I... You want to begin and middle end. That's how I initially was thinking about it when he said that. It can be that, but they can, they can also be just a bag of different concepts in an album, a double album that then kind of makes sense overall. Because mm. if you are going to be one of those artists that have lots of different stories within songs that go up to another like wider story then that's cool if you don't then at least you have concepts concepts in songs that keep it interesting mm. um and that's where i think life to life after death is probably the best one because it does that you know i have a question for you guys though mm. take kendrick out of it because i feel like kendrick's the easy answer if you had to pick an artist in today's world to do a double album and do it justice who would you say do it justice yeah probably Cause someone cause underground because we saw what we saw what drake done yeah, it'd probably be someone underground. Um, Sorry, it's just a random question. It just came to my head now. But I feel like Kendrick was an easy answer because I think everyone might have said Kendrick. I think Conway could do it. Okay. I think Conway could do it because really, intruded from King to a God, it's like 17 tracks. Add another six or seven more. Chop that in half. You've basically got a double album. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't feel like anyone can do it justice today, man. I, d- I just can't. Any reason why? Um it would just get too repetitive, man. If it's not someone like a, a Kendrick Lamar, who I know will give me... He's the only one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like it would just be too... And I think Cole has it in him as well. I don't think Cole's um, got a double album in him. No, but if we're gonna, if he's going to if he's gonna be um, concept-driven, then I think he's got it in him. The reason why I say Cole can't, and I don't mean to cut you off, by the mm. way, Cole gave us, what, 17 songs on Vaughn Sinner, 18 songs? He gave us, what, 13, 14 songs in KOD? Yeah, but he... Yeah, but that's, Do you know what That's I mean? different, bro, because he's recording those... Songs on that album, not with the thought of it being a double disc. Okay, I see what you're with a double disc, it, it holds a different weight. Yeah, if you go into it with the idea and the thought of it being a double disc, you have to hold on for how 20 you songs. approach it is going to be different. But I'm not. There's no one today that I would want to hear it from. Like even Conway, I love Conway, but not it would four. just be too much because 17 tracks is too much for me because um, it's the same shit. As I, as much as I love what Conway does, it's just the same shit. It, it gets too repetitive and it gets boring, man. Like. I don't always want to hear the same shit over and over again, especially if there's lots of it. If you give me the same shit within like a 10 track um, parameter, then cool. But if you're giving me like 20 songs of the same shit, nah, man. Like on Life After Death, I was getting different flows, different stories. Like 
even the way he was saying his lyrics were different like he was singing on a song it just it was all different different what? perspective like it was just too much man like it was just so much and even all eyes on me tupac like i think why that wasn't so much concept driven but i think why we or those the people at the time were so like happy to receive that was because he had just come out of jail he had so much to say so i guess in a sense that's a concept too because it's yeah. like the thought of someone that's just come out of all these mad situations he had all the legal issues as well so you were happy to receive it you're happy to receive all the music you got from him but today you know we're not getting that from our rappers like that there's not so many controversial figures out there that will have so much to say where we wouldn't want to hear a double album from them so today i don't want to hear a double album from anyone yeah i agree with you. i probably don't want to either um i mean there's too many artists out there generally that you want to get into and listen to so you don't want to waste your time too tough on a double album especially if it's a lot of the same stuff over and over and some of them can't even give us an album then on a double album <laughs> shout out to drake why you lot keep picking on drake man no but who's you I, lot? I need both of you yeah me back me on this though the brother can't even give us an but album i like to record the show but i, w- I didn't say shit yeah me back me on this though the yes. brother can't give us an album what's he making a double album for you can't because give us a 10 album project. To respect am i yeah me am i wrong listen scorpio was absolute trash it was hell and you know who, all right, guys, we've said that. Already. And you know who took the absolute piss? Who? Ray Strummond. They gave us a triple album. <laughs> they gave us a Ray Strummond album. Did you listen to it? Of course not. They gave me a. They gave us a, a Sway Lee album, yeah. and they gave us a Slim Jimmy album. That Keep Sway it. Lee side was hard, though. I'm sure it was. Uh, I'll take. I'll take. Your, I'll take your word for it. But again, that's even back then. It was like, yo, this is way too much shit, man. Yeah. Like. Not everything you record has to go out, especially mm. if it's just the same shit, especially from commercial rappers. Commercial rappers, I don't want to hear a double album from mm. in 2021. Yeah, because Finn, Finn gave us a double album as well, I think, innit? Mm. Uh, the Game with Documentary too. Even that got- That was, that was fire though. Was it All good? of it. Yeah, it was fire. The man. first disc was fire, the second disc- eh, I really enjoyed the second disc. I, I didn't fuck it. too much I'm music like though, you. but I really enjoyed it. I'm like you, I kind of- I tuned out after, I'm telling you, I don't think yeah. our attention span is there. Bro, I listened to All Eyes on Me on a regs, by the way. So. The way our brain. See, I don't listen to it on the regs. No, I was gonna say, don't you? No, I, I go see, back I, to particular songs. I go back to all eyes on me often, but I go to Tupac often. Like mm. it's just the way I am. Mm. But it's weird the way because if I ask you now, how long, how often do you go to Love Below um, speaker box? I don't listen to speaker Not box. Often. I go to the Love Below though. I go. I don't speaker box more than Love Below. Right, fair enough. But I'm just saying, I feel like our brain, the way it's wired, is so weird because someone like me, I could go to all eyes on me, and know what I'm receiving. But let a guy come out with a double album today, I'm not listening to it. But that speaks to my, my next question though. Do you feel like groups can do it more than single acts? There's definitely a lot more, there's way more perspective. There's it double, on how there's double triple, well. maybe even yeah. four times the perspective. So you can definitely, it can definitely hold your attention a lot more, especially if, and I'd like to think anyway, groups are a little bit more concept driven anyway than like single rappers. So if let's say try were to do a double album, you, you better you, you can bet your ass I listen to that you know what I'm saying and they tackle it the way you t- side over the way they tackle it is a bit better as well because the way you do it as well Peter, I think like it depends that. on how many artists are in the group though because someone like an outcast the way they did it was was great perfect yeah you had that duality of two different sides of like similar coins in a sense do you know what I mean where you had Andre doing Love Below and then you had Big Boy doing Speaker Box and like there was just a lot more there in it there was a lot more to tune into there was a lot more to pay attention to way opposite ends of the spectrum as far as perspective as well um so how i took it both in i was eager to take it in but if like a wu-tang were going to give me a double disc which they did with they forever did. which mm. i'm not going to shit on because general you know what i'm saying but um i'm not 
I'm not gonna run Watch to him it. Watch your mouth for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to run to it. But with like a group that has two members, I might, I might do it because I'm anticipating two different sides. Yeah, I mean, sense. I mean, there definitely might be such a thing as overdoing it um, with the double album, like with Wu Tang Forever. Obviously, there's nine members, and yeah, it gets a bit much, especially if certain rappers in the group are getting more shine than others as well. And then it gets a bit more repetitive in that sense. So it very much depends on having the right setup in terms of group or whatever, or having you know the concepts or just the just the just having a little bit better and just interesting to like drive home a double album yeah have a story to tell don't do it just to do it sort of thing and I think that's where a lot of people flop like they just do it just to do it with no real thought of how their listeners are going to take it how they're going to receive it um, and just how it flows Mm. generally like you can only really think of like a couple in your hand that are actually really really dope like double albums obviously Life After Death, All Lies On Me, Speaker Box Love Below. I'd say Summertime 06. I think that was the last great um, double album for me, like from front to back. Um, That's interesting. And there's not that many others. No, we're good with it now, man. We've passed the era of double albums. You think so? Yeah, we've passed that era. There are some that, if you picked the best songs from the album, would make an incredible album. Like Blueprint 2, Jay-Z. If you take the best songs off both discs, that's one of his best albums. Well, that's cheating, though, isn't it? Why is that cheating? You could say that for anyone that does Then they should do it. Any, no, I agree with you, but anyone that gives us a double disc album, I would hope I could pull your best songs and make an album. Do you know what I mean? Um, if, you you give hope, me, if you give me 20 plus songs, if I can't pull out so nine... Wu- Wu-Tang Forever. Say what the shocker. <laughs> Wu-Tang Forever. Even if I pick the best songs off of both those discs... It's yeah, not forever. See, 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 see. It's not forever. It's not forever. I'm not giving you Wu-Tang's best albums, bro. I'm sorry, man. And I love Raekwon and Ghostface, man. It's not forever. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's a double album. Forever is one of their best albums. Yeah, we're not doing that, man. Don't do that. It is. Hang on, hang on. Wu-Tang, the group's catalogue is cack. Forever is their second best album. That's not hard. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Of course it's not. But what I'm saying is, it is one of their best albums. Yeah, but when you say it like that, whoever hasn't heard the album is going into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to get it's some the It's the second best of a bad bunch. But it's I mean, only if you, you like Wu, though. though. Only if you like Wu. Do you know what I mean? If I go and say, yo, Blueprint 2 is one of, you know, the better, like, you're going to be Don't expecting do something, in it. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, no. Nah. You know who had a good double disc album? Who? Justin Timberlake. ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัวที่ตัว
What's the best song of the album? Um, while my guitar gently weeps. Then you got back in the USSR. Prince covered that and he killed it. You got dear, you got dear prudence. Prince covered that and he killed it. You got glass onion. You got revolution. You got um, Savoy, so Savoy, Savoy truffle. Got so blueprint. So a few man. The, ble- the Beatles have nothing to do with stealing black music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, I, mean all, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it stealing yeah, if they just if, if, is it, hang on? Is it stealing if they just cover the the music? And did they call it a white album? Not in not on that album. Not on that album. Not on that album. What do we not like that? They're not stealing it like that. Yeah, they're not stealing it like that. They're not stealing it. Did they just cover it? Elvis stole it, right? They write all their shit. But Elvis not, stole not all shit. white rockers steal music, bro. They wrote all their shit. In my mind, essentially, it's all black music. Yeah, I mean. They wrote all wow. their shit. Oh, did they? Yeah, man. Oh, salute to them. It's then, only man. the very first album where they were covering their own shit. But even in the first album, a couple of their songs, they wrote themselves. But I'll from then you. onwards, they wrote all their shit. I honestly assumed they say no. I assumed yeah, every bought, white person in the 60s and 70s no, I think stole no, from nah, us. No, 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 no. No, I think it's- after, You can't blame me, though. Nah, it's that, all rooted in That us, phased out. I think that I'm phased out. And they stole from Rick James and all that. That's what I thought growing up. Nah, man. That started to phase out in the 60s. Like in the 50s, Elvis and Buddy Holly and them, man, were stealing. Yeah, Elvis no, was, they was outright They were appropriating. Yeah. But whereas the Beatles, Rolling Stones, they were writing their shit. I feel what Mo's referring to is the credit. Yeah. I think a lot of what the Beatles and their man ended up doing, um, we've had our own do it before and not get as much credit. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they, done just, what, they just done what we was doing and ran with it. Yeah, but that, that's just natural. That's just, the way that's the, that's just, that's just the world, isn't it? It's just the world, isn't it? Salute to the Beatles, though. Yeah, I don't know how we got here. But it is what it is. So basically... Now, what we're saying is it's a lack of attention span from the consumers and also a lack of real, any real substance. I don't want substance from the rappers. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're just not many that have much to say. There's not, they don't have too much of a statement to make. Um, the, the perspectives isn't that different to what we've heard prior. So there's not many that can do it. And it's that, just, that's kind of where I sit with it. And it's just off putting. When you see old. 16, 17 album songs. It's just kind of like even if the songs are like two minutes long, it's still like man. it's just it looks long. Just looking at yeah, seven, an eighteen tracklist album now to me in this world, it just looks very long. I'm different though. When I see two minute songs and it's like twenty tracks, I'm like, okay, I could do this. Especially if it's like what if it's only like an hour, like Chip's album was only an hour eleven minutes. That would irritate me more, you know. If you're giving me two minute songs, twenty. If you're giving me twenty two minute songs, that would irritate me more, because I would I would rather you give me. Three minutes fifty, or twelve minutes songs, twelve songs. Does that make sense? You would hate yeah, Tierra. Don't yeah. give me short songs. You would hate Tierra Whack then. Tierra Whack did an album, fifteen tracks, all one minute long. That would piss me off, cause I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, as soon as I get into it, as soon it was a great album though. My in- the, I'm sure we're gonna get to it later. The interlude I pick is a minute. That kind of stuff annoys me. It's like, don't get me in, and then you're done. Mm. Do you get what I mean? I'd rather have three it's a marketing tool, mate. I mean that yeah. that leads perfectly into the next topic. There are amazing interludes that are like a minute and a bit long that should have been way longer. 1,000%. Can you imagine? So these artists, they'll go and give us um, two disc albums, yeah? Of like fucking three minute tunes. But then they'll go and give us amazing interludes that are like a minute long. the interlude. They're all mad. They're all mad. I can't stand it. See, whenever Peter says, can you imagine? You can tell he's insulted. No, are they? No, Pete, say it again. They're mad. Because they're absolute dickheads. Don't entice me for this minute. And No, because you know what? It pisses me off here. Because I'm going to give you my interlude, bro. Nah, you know what? Yemi. Do you want to introduce a topic or should this guy never sit? Yeah, me. Do you want to introduce a topic or not? No, there's no need, bro. Cool, this pisses me off. So you see my interlude. Wait, wait, let's int- just for those that are listening, yeah. Um, we're all going to pick um, a favourite interlude of any album, any song 
that we wish was longer. Cool. Thank you. Now, this pissed me off because <laughs> I remember, by the way, just everyone knows what Steph's in my top five. Everyone yeah. knows that. Everyone knows Black Star albums in my top five, top ten albums. Mm-hmm. You see, yo, yeah. Don't get me started, <laughs> bruv. Because the way they start that yo, yeah, interlude with the beat and then the girl singing in the back with the poem. Do you know how hooked I was into that? And I'm like, yeah, like, black means this, black means that. Mm. Cool, we're done. <laughs> no rapping. Was it abrupt? No, was it abrupt? <laughs> Big man. It's like, man, what's in 30 seconds about is it abrupt? Yo. Yo, that's getting edited. Yo. <laughs> Yo. No, that's not getting edited at all. Why? I'll keep that in. No, we, no. we got to go to the next no. level. Like, exactly. yo. <laughs> exactly. We'll what do we need to level? do? Take it to the next, to level. The next level. No, but like, I was, because I remember when first time I listened to the album, like, yeah, and then Yo Yeah came on. And I was like, yeah, this is, it fits the album. Now we're talking. Mm. And I remember it stopped early because back then we used to land wire albums. So the track, we didn't really see how long the song was. You get what I mean? You see how much the megabits were. Mm. You see how much memory it is, mm-hmm. but you rarely saw how long the song was. So I remember I got into Yo Yeah. I remember this vividly and it cut like that. Because <laughs> as soon as you said the interlude, Yo Yeah came to my mind because it pissed me the fuck off. Two lazy man fam. <laughs> Both of them, bruv. <laughs> That's why he turned nuts on Twitter, fam. He's lazy. Audience, Mo was staring right at me. No, I'm annoyed. See the angry. No, because honestly, I really like Yo Yeah, bro. I'll be honest. If they rapped over it and gave it me, gave me at least another minute of them rapping, I would have been content. Mm. That might have been my favorite song on the album. So basically, it's just a sort of point. Yeah, like, don't talk about it. No, because it's like the, when yeah. the beat starts. I, you might know Yo Yeah, innit? Yeah. When the beat starts yeah. and then you hear the poem and it's like, yo, you want to get into it? And it's like mm. it stops so quick and it's like it fits your album so perfect. You might could have given us. Not telling Kwali so much, you could go away. Like, most definitely given us 10 bars at least, bruv. No disrespect, Tanik, man. No, I'm just saying, I don't need to hear his voice. I'm just saying, most I wanted you to rap. Yassim Bey, Maaki, you could have given me at least mm-hmm. four or five bars, man. But that's my pick, in it. <laughs> Pete? Um, my pick goes to Kanye West, um, New Slaves, the outro. Ooh. There's a bit where the, um, the, the beat changes in it and they sampled um i know exactly what he's talking about yeah. as well it's the most soulful shit <laughs> they, they sampled they sampled this particular bit from a, a hungarian group called omega only you want um, that man and in going into it, you have kanye singing then you got the, the guard frank ocean coming in with his own the soliloquy guard. it just sounded amazing bro. that wasn't a soliloquy he literally said too high and then started it, sound, <laughs> bro, it sounded amazing shit. though man honestly man i can't ask it just was like I mad glorious man that's like that's something you know like when you, you're in a movie yeah or you're watching a movie and you see them walking in slow motion that's what i hear when i'm walking in slow motion oh my god like, <laughs> if i was ever in a movie and i'm walking in slow motion that's what i would need I would need to be Sorry, that's how like you make your entrance. 100%. I'd be wearing like the flyers fedora. So let me ask you. Or I might even be letting the locks just, just float. Just float. Just Chin- float. <laughs> like Mr. Perfect. You get me? Just like the locks like just who? flowing. Chinchilla, Chinchilla with the WCW uh, title. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? When I would have had to shape up the beard looking crisp, glowing. Do you know what I'm saying? So I've inside. Got, got to, hold on, let me finish. Your oh, neat, no, bro. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Turtle neck with the trench coat on the shoulders. I ain't even got my arms in the trench coat. It's just floating on the shoulders and that. Okay. I've got nice the loafers and that. What kind of loafers? Some crisp shirt. Ma- Clarks, of course. Ooh. Clarks, you know. Okay. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Ma- then I'm just walking. I'm biting into this. I'm bro. sorry. <laughs> I had to paint the picture. Yeah, me, I can't back you on this. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's my pick. I'm anyway, there man. with him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my pick. That's so my when you was in Cyprus, yeah. Pete is a nerd. Is <laughs> Such a nerd. Yeah, Pete. So when you was in Cyprus, yeah, and you got changed, was this in your mind? hundred <laughs> percent. Yo, come on, man. What, on the beach? When you was in Cyprus, the word that we just walking or Cuba, we was just walking in Cuba. Oh man. Yeah, man. That final that's my pick, in it? Kanye, New Slaves outro. All right, cool. So I have, I have two. Ooh. So one of them is um, 
Childish Gambino, and it's a song called, well, an interlude called The Party. Um, and it's basically, let me paint the scene. So when you listen to the beat, and when you listen to the actual interlude, it sounds like a party's going on, right? The beat is absolutely phenomenal. It's stupid good. Um, it lasts for about a minute and 10 seconds. Um, he's rapping, he's rapping, he's rapping his ass off, rapping his ass off. And then towards the end, the first time I didn't, I heard it, I didn't realize it was the end. He was like, you might need to get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then someone was, and people were like, yo, chill, bro. And then the music stopped. And then that was it. And I was like, okay, so you got me hooked in. I felt like I was in the party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought I was you know, whining with a swirry. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, some madness has happened. And you're telling niggas to get the fuck out of the house. And I'm like, bruv, this is not something I want to hear in my ears. Yeah. First of all. And second of all, you could have cut that out and kept the song going for at least another minute. And I would have been content. So, yeah, man, very childish. What was that from? Um, because the internet. And that was like a 20 long album, no? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like an 18 <laughs> song. I see what I'm talking about. It was like an 18 song. I see why you got annoyed, though. Was, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, and that was like... I listened argu- to that the other day, in fact. Argu- Earn, Earn is a banger. Yeah. Earn should have been longer. Listen, man, there was a couple that should have been longer. The yeah. party especially. Um, so there's that. And then the second one, and he's very clever for this one here. So it's going to go to Jay-Z, right? Volume three. Oh, boy. Okay. Intro. Uh, now we're podding. The outro. Yeah. And the interlude. interlude. The middle now interlude. We're now we're podding. Why didn't you just make that whole song? It's mad, isn't it? Why didn't you just make that whole song? I think it was genius. How? He, he floated all over that too. He floated all, all over three. it. All, all, all three. All three. I think I prefer the actual interlude better. But generally, great. Just love the beat. Love everything. Like, you could have stopped that stupid Mexican skit <laughs> at the end of the intro, yeah? Cause that was just long for no reason for him just to say, okay, I'm reloaded. <laughs> and you could have tacked the interlude and the end onto it and made a whole song, made that the intro. But instead you didn't. But to be fair, to your point about the picture you've conjured up for yourself walking up to the Frank Ocean thing. Like whenever I listen to the intro on that album, mm. like the Jay-Z album, I usually, I usually listen to it like on the train, like I'm, on, I'm entering the train and my journey's about to begin. So that's what it kind of signals for me. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the beginning of a journey. And he's like, yo, you just put your CD in, yeah, sit yeah, back, yeah, relax yeah, and enjoy, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's where it goes to me, for me anyway. It's like the start of a journey. But uh, yeah, he was very, he was very I, cheeky for that one. I think when I first passed my driving test, I first get a car, that's the first thing I want to do. Mm. Listen to that. I feel you. I promise you, I've already got it in my mind. Yeah, let the wind flow yeah, through I've your actually, locks. I've always said, well, that's the first thing I'm going to listen to when I first get a car. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. sit back and they just, you know, Get your car properly. <laughs> yeah, you put your hand on the wheel. Oh, yeah. so, sounds like Jay Z's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? You probably put this into your CD right now. If you're in your car, just turn this up, bro. I'm, I promise you, that's gonna be the first thing I'll start driving to. I promise you, first minute I drive out that lot. Yeah, I feel that. Any other honorable mentions? Um, I'm good. I mean, what's your favorite p- interludes then? The party, Jay Z interludes. Um, then I'd, I'd have to think. I don't know if I've got a favorite. It's a weird one because PSA is meant to be canon as an interlude. You know that? Yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, PSA would be like my two and a bit minutes. Jay-Z, yeah, PSA would definitely be my favorite. Then hands down. I'll tell you one of my more favorite non-musical interludes: late re- late registration. We broke, 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 far broke. <laughs> we ain't got it. Broke, <laughs> broke, broke, far broke. We ain't got it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Like non-interludes. Connie used to be good for that. Connie used to be good for like interludes. Mm. The first be, two albums, anyway. Connie used to be good for a lot of stuff. We're not going to do that today. I'm just saying, he used to be good. We're not going to do that today. Not today. All right, cool. We say we're, we're done? I guess so. <laughs> I'm trying to say one and done. Salute to Rob Holding. Rob Holding? He's better than Canada, bro. 
I feel like Rob Holding, you know, he's better than Cannavale. Oh, we're doing that again. No, we're not doing that again. I feel like moving forward, we should just have like towards the end of the show a section where Mo does his non-musical shout-outs because he, really he always seems yeah. to he always seems to have one. I really want to. I've got a few people thing. to shout. Out. Can I? Shout out to Mezzo Ozo as well. I'm gonna miss you forever. Fair enough. Yeah, shout out to Mezzo Ozo, man. I'm gonna miss you, bro. You done your team. You got done dirty, and good luck to you. You started off Arsenal winning stuff again. You kicked that all off again. So salute to you forever, love. If it wasn't for you, wouldn't have San Sanchez. I mean, man, salute to Ozo. Okay, that's enough. Right, cool. He's better than kind of. Anyway, let's wrap up now. So we're gonna sign off. So thank you once again for listening to episode forty-five. God bless you. Yeah. You like what we do? Follow us on the socials at Rhymes Dimes Pod. Follow us wherever you get. Your review podcasts. us as well. Review on us, Apple, please. Apple, leave, Apple, please Apple, leave a review. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, right, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, think Apple, what I think Apple Podcasts is the only one where you can leave reviews. Right. Um, and on Spotify, just follow us. It'd be great. Um, and yeah, leave a review. Let us know what you think of the movement. Are you we know, working? And just shout us for anything. You know what I'm saying? And as I said before, Nigerian girls, holla at Pete. Now. <laughs> No, don't don't just say Nigerian girls. You have to just I girls mean, in general. You're talking about Agusi yeah, and man, shit. Like open up oh, you just want girls in general. Yeah. You're talking about Agusi and shit. Let me tell you why Pete's mad just quickly before we sign out, yeah? He told girls to holler him. Pete, how did they holler you? You want them to DM the podcast? 100%. That's what it's there for. Hey, listen, salute Very to true. everyone. Very salute true. to everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. All right, cool. Take care, guys. Peace. You did it.